It's the Bearded Brothers, baby. We back, Bearded Brothers Podcast, episode 82, back for another episode. Got my brother Robin. What's going on, Rod? Wow, what's up, brother? Chilling, chilling, man. How you feeling? Man, shit. Again, I'm blessed to be here. It's a, another opportunity to get behind the mic and talk a whole bunch of ignorant shit at a time where we may need it in this country. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, that's always my goal. To say some dumb yeah, shit. Always. But yeah, right. We got, we got a guest, man. Please go ahead and introduce your, your special guest you got here. Man, we got a special guest that I think our entire demographic um, would love to hear from, uh, love to get expertise from. Uh, they also may have questions about this particular lane uh, that we may be able to answer. Um, today we have Peaches of Peach Plates, one of the best chefs around. Um, if you go visit her Instagram, you will see exactly what I'm saying. And while while you're reading this right now, go do that. It's at Peach Plates, P E A C H Plates, P L A T E S. I've been looking all day. See that? <laughs> You'll see. I'm not lying. There's some stuff on here that that I see. I'm like, well, I thought I was cooking, but this is cooking, cooking. So it's uh, like the best introduction I've ever gotten. Uh, uh, I mean, without further ado, shit, it's you. It's me. It is her. <laughs> it was it up. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate that introduction. That was like one of the best I've ever had. You know, I'm gonna have to put that somewhere. Set that pulley. Well, you know when I, I like to match energy with with energy and the energy that you know you give off and your presentation and your details of things is is well deserved. So, how are you doing this this evening? Good. I am, um, you know, having a Monday off, kind of. Okay. Because, you know, industry Mondays. Most places are closed on Mondays. So Mondays are my me days, laundry days. That you know is Monday. true. <laughs> the older I get, I notice that these places is closed. And I guess mm-hmm. when I was younger, I was, I was too busy recovering to realize that these places yeah. were closed. So, Most um, places that are like you know, busy, busy, after a busy weekend, you have a Monday to kind of be like, okay, let me get my life together. Facts. That's like my Sunday. Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dive right back in. Whew. Okay, I could dig that. Uh, everybody needs a time off. So I think as consumers, we don't really realize that, shit, some of our favorite places, they need time off too. So. You know, I think that most of the time with a lot of places, um, when you go there, you know that you're eating, but you don't consider the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? You like yeah. the food good, the alcohol good. I had a good time. So when they consider it, you consider it like a bartender's time. Whereas if you're in the kitchen, y'all close late, cool, but I still got to be back up here at 9 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to go. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Okay, yeah, we're going to get into all that. I promise <laughs> It's the outs, the ups, the downs, all that. Um, but before we get into that, um, I Myself, as well as our listeners, I'm sure want to know a little bit more about yourself. Um, so you can tell us, like, where you from? Where'd you grow up? Your early childhood? Things of that um, nature. So I'm originally from Dallas. I okay. Was, I was born and raised in Duncanville. I came to Houston uh, in uh, 2007. And I went to the University of Houston. Okay. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. I've been here ever since. Um 
always say like I'm from Dallas, but Houston definitely made a woman out of me. Um, it's what I know, and I like it here. That is a that's a that's a strong sentiment. Houston made a woman out of you. That's real. I, I mean, I feel because the same you way have about to think about it. Just because you're raised somewhere doesn't have a lot to do with who you are as an adult. You know. That's so true. That's the, very the adult true. me was cultivated in Houston. Hey, I'm the same way. I I, I, I got to Houston 13 after Katrina, and I, I was in Houston until about almost three years ago. Now I'm in Dallas, and we kind of switched places. But uh, yeah. So like I said, my my most of my middle school, high school, adult life was mostly in Houston. So, but I won't say I'm from Houston because fuck that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my city, even though you know what I'm saying. I guess they kind of molded me into and and the situation well, I mean, I don't to where I I'm moved. From Houston, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It. Like I'm hella from Dallas. Like don't get it twisted. I'm hella from Dallas, but I do hold a special reserve of love for Houston. Yeah, I feel like my situation to where like we I kind of move on my own, kind of forced to move, right? You know what I'm saying? So, but I I, kinda, I always kind of feel like kind of you know what I'm saying? It 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 it, it kind of forced me to grow up faster. But other than that, good way or a bad way? Good way because I feel like I wouldn't be where I'm at doing good where I'm at without that. But at the same time, it was a tragedy where a lot of people won't, might might not feel the same way I feel. Right. Yeah. That's understandable. Nah, that's real. That's super real. I always say that. You know, New Orleans taught me how to survive, but Houston taught me how to hustle. Um, Houston taught me how to hustle, too. I can say that. Houston (laughs) teach you how to make some money. Yeah, so I'm blessed for both of them, but I'll never say I'm from Houston. Never in my life. (laughs) Ever in my life. Hell no. No, but but yeah, but at the same time, I love Houston, so I can't, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. it's one of them cities where there's nothing like it for good and for bad, I guess. Facts. Same, Facts. Same I'm rocking. I'm rocking. I'm rocking. Okay, so you cook now and you're amazing. I do cook now. Is this what you always wanted to do? No. I um, went to U of H for English. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to be a teacher. I worked with kids for a very long time. But I got really fed up with, like, the whole corporate thing. It just wasn't working out for me. So I was like, what is something that I can do that I'm already, like, I'm decent at? I can get better at it if I try. But I can parlay that, like, into a career where I'm kind of on my own time. If I'm not working somewhere, I can figure out how to still make money doing the same thing. And it was food. I grew up in a family that cooked a lot, you know. So I just started paying attention. I started studying. I started watching YouTube is my friend. Man, that's <laughs> so real. <laughs> Listen, I just feel like you can do anything in this world you want to do if you have the patience to sit down and do the research and develop yourself on it. And Man. all these kids need is at your fingertips. Like, all you got to do is want to do it. So, for yeah. me, like, figuring out if I'm going to go this route and if I'm going to be good at it and make a name for myself, how am I going to do that? You know, it's like, okay, if you're going to cook, you just can't be out here, you know, doing whatever. So I just did a lot of research and took a lot of notes, I would say. And then got out there and got in a lot of people's kitchens and took notes also. Nah, that's so dope. So you kind of had cooking in you from family ties and things of that nature. You you just took it a step further with your self-education on it. Um, so that's cool. So what do you love most about it? Like. Is it is it kind of like an expression type of thing for you? Um, I think that cooking is is art. I think that 
you know, that's why it's like a culinary art. But I think that it's also, it's easy for me. It's something that I can do and I don't feel like I'm working. And that was the most important thing for me. So even if it's a hectic day or even if it was busy or even if in the moment I'm fed up, at the end of the day, I still did something that I will go do tomorrow and be okay. And that's, that's so I think, what it did for me. It was, you know, because you got to be happy. Like, you know, you don't do something every day. You got to be happy doing it. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> no, nah, that's, a, that's a hell of a lesson. Like, I think a lot of people... You know, they started to think, well, how can I make money? And they just jump into the first thing. Well, and they but the really thing don't about like it is the thing, even you don't start making bread off the rip, and that's the thing. You have to cultivate the yeah. also. It ain't just yes. you want to start doing this, and then you have to make the bread. Like, when it first started, you just start, you know, you hit and miss with how you want to do it, but then also how you want to present yourself and how that's going to carry across, you know, it's not just the, oh, you just get out there kind of thing. Like, you don't will your way into that. You got to work your way into that. In anything, not just food, just in anything. Message. So if you're listening to that, <laughs> you have to you get the work. You got to work. You got to show up every day to work. Like it's yeah. not easy. Um, and I can tell by the place you cook that shit is not easy at all. Cause it's not that. It's because when you say you cooking is easy, if you could follow directions, you could cook. Well, it ain't. I could, you you can't. It's it's because people. I appreciate it. I want people to eat my food, so I'm not just, you know, I'm not here to tell you don't come try the things that I have. I'm just saying, if you could follow directions, you could cook. Because when I put this cookbook out, y'all just follow directions that way you could cook. For real, we're going to get to that too. Big plug. <laughs> Big plug. Oh, I'm buying three off top because um, I need them. So, uh, <laughs> so, okay, so with you being like self taught and I guess getting your education on your own. Were there other chefs that you looked up to? I know on YouTube, you know, there's different channels. Did you kind of fall in love with, with a couple of different channels? Um, I would say that my favorite things on YouTube are like the home cooks, like the the, the grandma who know how to work her, her old camera and she about to teach you how she made her boudin balls from scratch. Those are always the okay. best ones. I think that a lot of, um, like, Netflix has a really good series called Chef's Table that I'm a really big fan of and how they do that and the expression of, you know, different ones. of the Like, because they travel, they go to different places. They was, like, a Buddhist monk place and different. I, I can't explain it right. I'm going to move on from that. Anyway, that's a cool, good series. Cool, cool. And then I like the, the one with Guy Ferrari, Diner Drives In and Dives. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my chopped. shit too. I'm a really big fan of Chopped. Um, Fuck with Chopped. Juniors and the adults. Um, Man, them kids be them kids be stressed out. Them kids be stressed out, but them kids be cooking. <laughs> them kids be cooking. Facts. Well, I mean, I think I'm Facts. a fan of all of it because you it's it's interesting to watch. Everybody likes to eat. It's interesting to watch how people do different things, and it's just interest. It's the creativity that people have. So, yeah. I like I like yeah. all of it. I like it if if they're passionate about it, and if they have something to share. That's just you know like more of why they got into it. When you're looking for that umph of why you're there, that's more so when I lend to stuff like that. As far as like experience goes, I've been more inclined to get hands on with people that I've known that have been in the culinary industry that have been working for themselves, because that's more of the path that I was trying to take. So I yeah. you know reached out to people that were doing the things that I wanted to do 
to, you know, to learn. And because that was more tangible for me than being like, oh, I want to be, you know, up here. That's cool. But you got to figure out how to make it work on a realistic level. So I looked up to people that I knew in the community that I was around. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's kind of like an internship. Like you can take from them while you're on your journey. Um, Because something like that, I can only imagine that there's no one way to do it, right? Like, I mean, like you were it's, it's not, but it's like any other industry. You know, it's always word of mouth. It's always who you know. Mm-hmm. It's always networking. Mm-hmm. It's always a you know. It's like the 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 restaurant industry is a community within itself. If you've worked yeah. in a few places, you've worked with you know everybody. The degrees of separation are all still there, down to the cooks, the bartenders, the owners. You know, it's a small world. So doing it. You know, being in there is the same thing as networking, honestly. Yeah, I mean, now that you put it that way, it kind of is like a community within itself. Um, it's so it's, it's crazy. Like one place will close and another place will open, and you see a staff from one place go to another place, and yeah, so I, I could definitely see that. Um, but you alluded to earlier, and I was going to ask you one of the most bland, boring questions that I could have, like, what's your favorite food to create? Um, but I want to know what is the most creative dish that you've put together, in your opinion. What you think is your most creative dish? Um, let me see. So my favorite things to cook are more so like gamier meats. I'm I like fish that I still have to gut. <laughs> You know, and I, I like, see. I, I see. You um. know, I like I like serving <laughs> things that people have to eat with their hands. I like serving things that people have to to pay attention to their food while they eat it. That's where I find joy in watching people eat. You know, enjoying creating a dish. I guess. So, I would say that I don't know what my favorite dishes that I've ever done. When I, I smoked the fish about two years ago, and that probably was my most favorite fish. It was a white drum that I had got from DJ Big Greeks when he goes fishing. And it was a whole-ass fish. It was together with, it was completely, like, out, out the water. And he dropped it off to me in the cooler. And that was fun. But it was, I liked it because it was a slow smoke. I don't want to be in there about the food, but it was, that was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lost me. Like it's one of the most just... way, because it's one of the most natural ways of cooking. Like, if you think about cooking and eating, that's one thing people have been doing since the dawn of time. And cooking has evolved over time also in the way that people eat food. But before they could do that, they all they had was like campfire. They smoked and ate yeah. a lot of things over fire. So that's one of the most natural ways of cooking, and that's something that you had to go get. Like, that's low-key barbaric on cool, but that's my shit. I mean, it, it brings you back to our roots, essentially, like, if you take away all this technology. <laughs> I mean, if you take away all this technology, can you cook? Like, I mean, the shit, for somebody to, to smoke a whole damn fish, I would say you passed that test. Um Damn, shit! I'm I'm on your Instagram page right now. I'm actually looking at post, <laughs> post for March 15th. My, my my favorite thing that I, I see on your page is everything with grits. You know? 
everything. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I eat anything with some grits, man. You man, no fucking grits look fucking whole, delectable. The whole fried red snapper sitting on top of grit, like the fish just sitting there, like what's up? <laughs> How did you? Because I've seen you know fried fish and grits, but I guess that's a create creativity you you alluded to. Like, all right, I'm well, fry the whole fucking. You know, Houston is a burnt city. Houston is a burnt city, and you know you go places. What you're gonna get? You know you're gonna get something in grits. You know you're gonna get a fish and grit, an oxtail and grit, a chicken and waffle. I'll take anything with grits. Like at eighteen dollars, twenty two dollars price point. But if you're gonna do all that, it's like what else can you do to it, right? I fucking, so, I fucking love grits. And then when you go to the finer <laughs> dining places, these grits. Grits. Let me tell you about these grits. I love my grits. My grits are my favorite grits. I see. I, I see. I'm, I'm rocking. <laughs> I love a, I, I love a good a good shrimp and grits looking plate. Like even if it look good, I'm like, oh shit. Even if it look good, <laughs> why shrimp and grits though? Like why? Man, I didn't have some bad. I didn't have some bad grits, man. I, I you know I'm, I'm from the south. Everybody in here from the south. Grits is hard to find. Other good grits are hard to find in other places. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you when you when you're so used to your mom or your grandma making them, how you how you like them. Everybody grits Listen, don't taste the you, same. You want me to tell you why? You want me to tell you why you feel like that? It's probably the same way you feel about rice. It's because when you go places and eat grits, you want to eat your grandma grits. Yeah, that's it. I'm telling you, as a person that, that be cooking grits and people see, and they come back and they be like, damn, it don't taste like my grandma grits because I'm not your grandmother, girl. I didn't make, like, these are my grits. But, yeah, I know. I didn't have some, like, some pasty, <laughs> I be nasty mad. type. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd be mad when I go to somewhere I, I, I get grits and it's just be ass. So maybe, so maybe, maybe, maybe it's like you say, it, it, it's just my taste buds. But even when I make grits, it's to my liking or, or if my girl make them. You know, she making how I like them. So, like I said, restaurant grits probably just don't be yes. So, that's probably just my taste buds. No, but they probably don't. But then, okay, so when you go to a place and get grits, what kind of place is it? Sometimes it be like a fancy restaurant. Sometimes it be like a, a little breakfast spot, and their grits just don't be hidden. That's why, that's why, like, now when I go out to eat okay, and I see shrimp and grits, even though I love shrimp and grits, I will not get shrimp and grits at a restaurant because everybody's grits don't be the same. So I, I won't I won't fuck with it at all. Okay. So what is your go to? Like if you go to a restaurant, what is your go to order? Like when you go somewhere, what is like your guarantee that they got it on the menu, you gonna eat that? Well, I'm a pasta nigga. What's a good pasta to you? Um shit, anything with seafood in it. Seafood pasta, I could do. I could, I'm a nigga, nigga. So as long as you got the shrimp, chicken, whatever. I had some pasta the other day with some crawfish in it, bitch. Pasta is pasta. I'm a rock. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. Okay. Well, I'm gonna ask you this question. Okay. She, it could be, it could be the angel hair. It could be the, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it, could, it could be the big ones. It could be the little ones. Little ones. Not discriminate. As long as the sauce good, nigga, rock it. Yeah, red sauce, white sauce. <laughs> okay, but but that's still not okay. But that's not answering my question. So what makes it a good pasta? Like cheesy pasta? Do you like like the? 
Mm-hmm. That's just like pasta. <laughs> <laughs> if I see it on a menu, see. But let me explain something to y'all. People want you to give you. People want to ask you these questions about you cooking. They want you to give you these elaborate answers about how you cook the food. <laughs> I want you to explain to me how you like your pasta, and you can't do it. <laughs> See, I'm, saying, I'm not. I would just see. I first I was talking about grits, and then we got to, <laughs> and then we got to pasta. <laughs> like, I'm not. Like, look, I'm more passionate about grits than you are about pasta. But no, if I you ask me, you ask me if I see it on the menu, how I like it. I, I mean, if I if I would get it, like it's my go-to. If I see a pasta that I might like, I, I will pick that over if I see some grits at a, at a at a restaurant, or if I see something that I'm not familiar with. See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fat nigga. I'm a picky eater. So, it, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I stick to what I know when I go places. Like, I ain't the type of nigga that's going to be trying wild shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, so what? Explain to me what wild shit tenders. is. You one of them. Yeah. Like, I don't like oh, when the... Oh, man. Nigga <laughs> 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 say, yeah. I ain't no wild nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... Uh-uh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I look, I look at your page and I see some shit that, you know what I'm saying, I will eat. You know what I'm saying? A lot of shit I will eat. But sometimes we go to the restaurant, sometimes, you know what I'm saying, like I ain't, I ain't too. But that's because you can see the picture of it. If it was described to you on the menu, that doesn't mean that you'd eat it. That's true. That's that, and also true. Is, is a better selling point than me handing you a paper with the menu telling you what I can make. I can show you a collage of things that I can make and you can point to something and pick it. It's also true because if some shit I can't pronounce, I'll probably skip it. Exactly. That's free game. That's free game. <laughs> have a visual menu. Stop, stop, stop pointing out the Jews. If they ain't got the highlighter, that's not my problem. Ooh, they got to listen. They got to listen. Bingo. <laughs> they got to listen. Because think about it. People will go to a thing and they'll describe something. It'll be tacos, but they'll be like, lime... Tequila lime chicken with arugula slob when it was chicken tacos. But because it said all of these things, <laughs> it dissuaded you from getting the chicken tacos. Yeah, that's me. Like, I, I felt these, I they were doing too much. If you a picture of the yeah. chicken tacos, you would have been like, that. Yeah. Exactly. That's real. That's why I look for when I... the tacos right here. And them bitches look fire. <laughs> Yeah, that shit fire. Okay, okay. I just think that is the thing. I think that when it comes to food, people do eat with their eyes and people have to eat, but you're you're a dime a dozen amongst people doing the same thing as you. So you have to figure out ways to stand out and to be different amongst the crowd to make yourself A, worth whatever, you know, know, however much you're trying to charge, you want to charge enough to pay your bills or wherever you're at. And then you're also executing the job that people want done. So if you have a certain presentation, they're expecting a certain thing. If you're charging yeah. a certain price, they're expecting a certain thing. Yeah, you can't charge me $40 for a plate and have my shit in a to-go box. I mean, what do the to have to do in a to-go box? No, 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 no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> uh, depends on what it is and who's cooking it. Yeah, right now, you, right, you got to put it in. Um, right. Um, so you did you you just said that you know people eat with their eyes, which I think is so true. Um, so when that comes to how you prepare your meals, knowing that people eat with their eyes, but what's one thing that you cook with that you can't cook without that people might not be able to see in your finished product? 
Real. Real. That's a real answer. I need to grow the hell up. See, and I'm a, I'm an onions and garlic type of nigga myself. Anytime I cook, I put onions and garlic in anything. Shrimp, steak, cereal. I mean, most things that we eat, especially if it's a sauce or anything, have those things in it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that when it comes to flavor, it's like if you was like an artist, ask an artist, you were going to paint, what color, what color are you always going to use? And they'll be like, oh, I'm always use blue because that may be their thing. It doesn't matter. Whatever you make it, you're probably going to use an onion. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're cooking without an onion right now, you're not cooking. That's... I mean, you are, but then you probably use some onion powder. Well, yeah, I, I consider them the same, one and two. You know, some people no, might not want to. No, they're not the same, but they're not the same, though. Because, see, onion powder browns quickly, and with things that you put it in, which is why you got to be careful with uh, it. Yeah. The onion, depending on what you're using, especially if you're sauteing or certain things, then it doesn't do that. So it depends. Everything got to function. Okay, I'm gonna replay this back a couple times. <laughs> Shit, get my get, get my I skills. I think one of the huh? most interesting things about about food that I that I started getting into was the science behind a lot of things and like the farming behind it. I think that that was that's more interesting to me than the cooking itself. Is the actual mm-hmm. way that people are getting their food. And if you go and you look at like a lot of these documentaries, especially like the farming ones where they're cutting the celery and putting it into the bag but they're actually throwing away three-fourths of the stock because people won't buy it. Or how you go to the grocery store and people only pick out the pretty fruit. Nothing's wrong with the fruit that's brewed, but because it's brewed, people don't buy it. But then you yeah. sit up here and you see commercials about people talking about how the world is starving when these grocery stores are throwing out dumpsters full of valuable food. That's the most interesting part of food to me is, is or things like that and how to be like more sustainable for stuff like that. That's like a whole other thing of it, but that's that's the interesting thing of it. So I think that when you think about stuff like that, like instead of going to Kroger and and Walmart and wherever to get your produce, you should find those mom and pop grocery stores in your Mm -hmm. community, your area, your neighborhood, or whatever, and go get them your money. They typically cheaper. Okay. Okay. And it's fresher. Yeah, that's very interesting. With the you know. Grocery stores throwing away food. Like, are there any groups that are trying to get that stopped, or is there any way to? There are so many. There are so many groups. (laughs) Like, why? I don't understand how this is happening. Like, I don't understand how this could happen when. Well, we got the president. We got. I I was about to say, yeah, based on (laughs) something I was just, I was gonna get into uh, COVID, but based on how that shit's being handled, I can see how. You know, there was was a documentary on, um, I want to say it's on Hulu, and it's it's this couple, and they they do six months, and they're not going to buy any produce. They're not buying anything. They're taking, like, leftovers or things that they're, like, basically foraging. They live somewhere near, like, these factories that produced food. They would find dumpsters for the hummus dumpsters full of cans of tomatoes, they basically ended up with too much food and wasn't paying for nothing because they was going Ooh, to get out the uh, dumpsters to wear shit wrong with it. That's, that's kind crazy. of the same, like, like I said, my first job was at Kroger and I like, 
the deli or they'll throw the food in the day and you know what I'm saying? We homeless people out there and they'll go look in it. It's like the same thing with schools, like with the cafeteria food. Instead of giving it to the kids that may not have food at home, you know what I'm saying, they'll throw it away. Right. So it's that's just that's an interesting aspect. Like I think that people look at food and a lot of times I don't know, me, the cooking and stuff is cool. It's it's great. I think the the farming part of it is eventually where I'm trying to go when I get mm-hmm. a little older. That's like kind of where I want to venture towards. Kind of like how Khalees did. Like Khalees' journey is hella where I'm trying to go. <laughs> hey, her her milkshake <laughs> brought the boys to the yard. To the yard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And now she got a farm in her yard. It was a, yeah. I had some podcast like that where it was some kind of about black farmers and how basically the government basically was basically trying to stop them from growing their own stuff and stop giving them loans and pushing them out and you know what I'm saying stuff like that so they won't so they won't make money and grow their own food and giving their property to white farmers and stuff like that like for a while even to this day it's deep yeah it's it's really deep it's It's a recurring theme right it's a it's a rabbit hole of rabbit holes like it's rabbit holes and everything else but I think that you know on that part of it, it's like, you know, like as a five to ten year goal for me, it's like, okay, this cooking shit is cute. It really is, but I'm trying to have pots and pans. Like, I'm trying to be like Martha Stewart, Rihanna of the, of the culinary shit. Like, I want to have my own knives. <laughs> that's real. Like, that's where, like, that's like long term reach of, of, you know, things of when I think of where I want to go with this. I'm thinking in terms of that. And I think that the only way to be seen with is you got to make the food cute and then you got to get in the cute rooms and do the cute things so you can find the real cute money. That's a cute idea and a cute concept. And I could, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I definitely <laughs> understand. Um, it's kind of like building, you know, it, it just taking one step at a time for sure. Right. Um, so, you know, I, and looking at your, your Instagram, uh, I've always had a, question slash issue with my own cooking and that was about plating okay. uh, how did you learn how to how, how did you learn to plate was that something else that you were able to learn on youtube Fact. i wow. kid you not i got on youtube and then i scrolled a lot of instagram i like okay. i would get on chef's instagrams and then you know how like they'd be in the comments and you see other chefs commenting on it I would go down rabbit holes of other chefs' plate and look at what they had and how they did it. But think about it like if you were going to, you know, if you were coloring on a piece of paper, which way would look better? Does your plate have enough color? Does your plate have enough this? And that's, that's it's like that. I mean, I think that it, it takes patience and it's, it's not necessarily an easy thing to do, but it's definitely not hard either. Man. I don't, it ain't even like no parsley sprinkled or nothing. Because parsley don't even have no flavor. It don't have to go on top of your food all the time. That's what I'm saying. That's fire. <laughs> bro, you got a breakfast chicken sandwich. Man, I want to cut the pot off. And just, <laughs> I say, what's up? You cooking this evening? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nah, I think fire. that, I think that using color when you're cooking is important. And if you use color when you're cooking and the plating comes, as it is, because you're not really having to add much else. 
Yeah, I just sprinkle a little parsley around my edges of my plate. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Take my picture from my angle. Why not go ahead and go and get you like some fresh parsley? You ain't gotta use the dry kind. Well, see, that's or what you can use yeah, the green onion. You know what I'm saying? That I've that done that with my shrimp that. and grits. You know, I, yeah, I did that with my shrimp and grits. You dig? Uh, I didn't cook the shrimp and grits. I just had some green onions on top of them. So uh, <laughs> that's that's cool. Okay, okay, okay. So. Your meal combinations, like, how do you do, is that just all, I'm going to try this one day, or, like, inspiration from other people? I think it's a mixture of both things. Um, it's, sometimes it's like you go somewhere and you eat something and you be like, okay, I'm going to try this. Or it's either, hey, I'm going to try this or I don't like the way they did it, so I'm going to redo it how I would have wanted it to come. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, you know, from working different places and taking things that you've learned as you've done that. And then also a lot of it is just using what you have and what can you make out of it. That's real shit. Nine percent of what it is is like, okay, well, this is what I have. Because if you think about it, grits grits is something that you keep in your house like rice. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but then we as the people also happen to buy a bag of shrimp every time we go to the store. That's facts. <laughs> oh, you know it. That's all nigga got in this house: some shrimp and some grits. Nigga keep nigga keep shrimp in the house, no matter what's going on. That's all yeah. nigga get some shrimp, and some grits. You go to the store, I don't know, but get some shrimp and some water, and make sure you get that. You come back. That's facts. That's real shit. That's real shit. So I have a quote because you, I know you cook for different, like different audiences. Shit, do you mm-hmm. cook differently for white people? Because you know they yes, can't. They, they don't really have no taste. <laughs> Like that, so. yeah. Um, I will say that catering, like corporate catering, is definitely a different cook than, um, you know, if you working in the hood, cook, <laughs> than if you catering, <laughs> cook. It, it, it all has to vary. You have to know your audience when it comes to that, for sure. And I'm talking about you over sprinkled a pepper. This is spicy. You be like, ma'am, yeah, it's pepper. <laughs> I, it's, I always it's interesting. It's interesting because you know a lot of times I think that that's one of the things where you have to vary about how you would cook at home, like how I would make something in my house and how I would make something at a restaurant or if I'm serving it to somebody else. But how I would cook for my friends isn't the same way for that either. That makes a lot of sense. I always had that question, especially being in New Orleans, like. I'll eat at restaurants in the French Quarter, and it tastes like nothing. Like, there's no flavors, no seasoning to it, no nothing. And they say, well, yeah, that's because we, we're not cooking for y'all. We're cooking for the people that's not from here. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I always wondered about that. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I mean, cool. sometimes that's why a lot of places, when they start to gain notoriety, they start having to tailor some of their, um, their menu in... Yeah, I hate that. I hate it. Yeah. I don't think that it's like gentrification. I, exactly. If they gonna eat your food, let them eat it how it come. Let them eat it how it come. Like this is too spicy. Well, you should have ordered it. My nigga you don't go to a Jamaican restaurant and tell the Jamaican restaurant how to make your curry goat. Like it come as it is. Yeah, put your ass right the fuck out. You the fact. <laughs> <laughs> it, it you don't worry about it, baby. You gonna your money back. Yeah, I have a question for you. As uh, as being a, a black chef, we had a, we had a, um, a guest on here like two episodes ago, talking about uh, food and health. 
Um, do you think, um, like the black community, especially, you know what I'm saying, the cooks, do we think they overseason their food too much or or cook with stuff that's that's bad for you or not healthy for you? Um I think that a lot of people rush when they cook. So they might cut corners and may not do things how I don't say they might not do them how I would do them. Um I think I don't know because I've I've been in restaurants lately. So you can't do that. You know, it's not heavily buttered. You can't do most of those things there. Yeah. Versus, like, some of the stuff, I guess, I guess it would be, like, some of the stuff you see on Instagram, and it's going to make me sound shady, but that's fine. Like, when it comes, like, around Thanksgiving, you start seeing all the pastas, and it just look like it's a bunch of butter. I don't like that. And I don't think, like, the question is if it's healthy. No, it's not healthy. But they don't care. Cause they just don't care. They want to taste good. Well, that and that's just how that's they it. know how to make it. You know what I'm saying? But then I think that there's a disparity between how that's presented versus how it's presented. Like to other people when they tell you to be healthier about it, something tastes better with butter. Like soul food is made a certain way and tastes better those ways. So then you have an indulgent time for it. The way that I cook my greens on Thanksgiving might not be the way I cook my greens throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. Because my Thanksgiving greens is a, a hell of a lot of butter, but throughout the rest of the year, I don't need all of that. So I think it's a time and a place for certain indulgences when it comes to yeah. those things because it's not that you should eat often. Yeah, I'm about to say too, like that, to ration it. That may be the thing of it. Yeah. Like you can eat eat how you eat when you want to eat it, but at the same time, don't do it don't do it at, at all the time. Like ration, ration all uh, the time. But it's like, yeah. Like fried chicken, you can't really like fried chicken and then you eat fried chicken every day. Yeah. But whose fault is it that you ate fried chicken every day? Exactly. Yours. It doesn't make the cooking method bad. It made you a bad eater. That's true. That's real shit. So, because I had quit eating like fried food for a while. It wasn't the fact that I was eating fried food. I was eating the shit every other day. <laughs> That's what I was having a problem with. It was quick. It was easy to go get. But it's not that crap was by for you, but you was also doing it in a heavy consumption of you shouldn't have been eating it like that. That wasn't a balanced yeah. diet. No matter how you look at it, but it ain't the people's fault. You just had to, you know, pick better food. Yeah, you know, we as people, we always want to find someone else to blame. Where ninety percent of the time, we are the person to blame for whatever is bothering us. So that's cool. But I want to get into something that really interests me on a personal level. And that is cooking with cannabis. Do you do so? And if you I do, do so. so. So listen, matter of fact, I'm a, there's some there are a few plates on the page that are infused. Man, that's see that's see like when niggas talk about high class weed, that's like when you see this food, that that's it. Like you can um, ain't no ain't, ain't no red these plates. I know okay. ain't no red plates because there are some wings on here that are infused, and they had they were like. I had some butter, and that butter was so crazy. Like, I couldn't let people eat more than, like, two to three wings because they were so high. Um, I need, like, ten of them shits. They didn't give me some infused wings because I'm going to the There's hospital. There's a special plate on here that's infused. <laughs> first nigga to overdose on weed. Nigga, first nigga to overdose oh, on weed. 
Chill um, out, brother. Don't speak to Ovi, son. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, wow. I'm a okay. large fan of it. Um, I'm a, I, you know, as I've gotten older, I prefer to change my intake ways every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm a large fan of, of consuming it that way also. Man, I, and I've always, like, I'm not the biggest fan of edibles because I don't, I'm not sure if everyone that makes them knows, like, the proper amounts of weed to put in shit. Because I'm not trying to eat a cookie and be asleep for seven days. I, guess, I don't think it should go that way. Um, but, but see, the other sleep. ones, let me tell you something. Like, when I think about my worst edible experience, it was always, like, a cupcake or a brownie or something that I probably shouldn't have ate. Yeah. And then, because they was like, oh, you'll be all right. I ate the whole thing. <laughs> oh, you be all right. Never, never, never eat the whole thing. I don't give a fuck what it is. Y'all, let, let me tell you my worst edible experience. It was on Hurricane Harvey. Mm. Um, so, you know, we camped out. My homegirl is teaching me how to make jollof rice. Okay. And I decided to eat this big cupcake. And she's explaining it to me, but the, like, the, the smell of the seasonings. Is so much for me. <laughs> and I couldn't, like, I couldn't stand, like, I had to go, like, into another room while she was telling me what she was doing because I was, like, determined to learn. But I couldn't be in there and smell it because that's how high I was. Oh, wow. Damn. And, and that's probably my, that was, that was a long, it was long. And I, it's like, whatever that smell is, I still smell it. <laughs> It was bad. It was bad. So has that has that deterred you from ever trying to make? No, of course right? not. I just did that okay. I sent you on your Instagram a picture of one of the plates that's infused. It's like okay, it was check. some gizzards and fried some mashed potatoes. Bad. Let me see. I just got. It. I'm old. Like God damn. Gizzards. Garlic mashed potatoes and fried and gizzards. Fried gizzards. Because I'm country. Okay, so when a nigga eat a whole plate of marijuana, like, what's supposed to happen next? Like, are you, are you, supposed, to your, are you supposed to go about your day? Like, normal? Like, on how much is in it? So, the thing about, the thing about it now is it's a lot, um, it's a lot easier to measure than it was a couple of years ago. Like, you know, I've you would just make a butter and you wouldn't really know what you was doing or how much was in there. Now you can get something and you can measure it out and know you're using 10 milligrams and know you're using 25 okay. milligrams. Okay, okay. That way you can dose yeah. it appropriately. That way you're not having somebody sitting somewhere crazy. That's what I was alluding to earlier. So and for me, I okay, so the same way we, you know, we'll smoke our weed or whatever and get different effects if it's a sativa or indigo hybrid, whatever. Does those same principles go into cooking as well? Like, if you drop the sativa and shrimp and grits... Am right, I gonna because at the end of the day, you're still using the same strands, so they do it the same okay. way. So, typically, they pair, they pair weed down with food damn near how you pair wine. How they do wine. Okay. Yeah, that's... Damn. See, and that's the type of class. how they take it in there, whether they use it as... A, you know, whether they get it down to the distillate... Whether they get it down to like a shake and they cook it in there, like if there are a plethora of ways to do it, it's just really what you have access to. Um, so they they pare it down, you know, to what you're eating and the kind of high that would be good for it. 
they put it down, you know, where they'll give you, they've gotten it down to where they're, they're dosing the THC with the CBD to control the high, to control the wave, and to reel you in when they're taking you too far. Like, if you can get into it, you have access to things that you can do is crazy. Man. I've been doing some research, as you can see. <laughs> I, I see. That shit, that's beyond me, because... I just smoke regular weed. That's that's a lot. <laughs> so okay, we're dealing with the biggest pandemic. Shit, maybe the only pandemic any of us have ever lived through. Uh, COVID nineteen, which was introduced to us about six, seven months ago, and it's still here, and we'll probably be here forever because people don't want to wear a mask for whatever reason. How has that affected you in terms of? just overall chefing and cooking? You know, it was crazy. It's been it's been an interesting an interesting year to say the least. Um I would say that this has been one of the better years that I've had as a chef. Um even though I haven't been cooking a lot of the year. And that's kind of crazy. But um I think that for me a lot of things that I planted a while ago are starting to sprout. So it was, That's I've real. been okay. And I've, I've been seeing the fruit of a lot of my labor and having to remember to tell myself that I did the work so it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Um, I think that it's been interesting and it's, it's, I think if you want the work, it's, it's there if you can find it. Because people are looking for things. I think that is an interesting, as an industry, how people are coping. A lot of people are depending more on food now than they have had to. So they're trying to, <laughs> you know, come and get people and, and do some things, which, you know, lends an interesting conversation to, do, but are you going to pay? Because people don't like to pay people that are in the kitchen. <laughs> Uh, and then I Man, people don't like to pay people. Period. <laughs> <laughs> people just don't like to pay people. I don't understand. At that. all. They just, they just do like fuck it, but it's cool. Um, I think that also it's been driving a lot of people to. Because another thing that I've experienced is a. Not only are you probably the only woman in the kitchen, I'm also the only black woman in the kitchen. Then I'm also yeah. in the kitchen. I, I'm also the minority in the kitchen. So, like, I'm, like, versed in kitchen Spanish. Like, I can get around the kitchen in complete Spanish because that's typically, if you're going into a kitchen, what you're in. So I think that that's yeah. an entirely different aspect of it. And on top of that, the reasons that they hire that way and do those things is so they don't have to pay with, you know, with your work. And then they come in and they, you know, they put you over here and then they figure out that, you know, what you're doing and then they want to move you around. It's like, no, nah, you got to, you know, you got to, Put some, you got to put something on it. So I think that it's an interesting thing to be in because nobody's ever really in the kitchen. Everybody wants to be at the at the other end of the table, but ain't nobody at the working end of the table. So it's just it's interesting. Yeah, I, I grew up in a family of chefs. I just never cooked. I just always ate. <laughs> my, my my grandma, my mom, and my uncle all went to culinary school, graduated, became chefs in kitchens, and my grandma was a head chef in New Orleans at a restaurant called Mandina's. That's why I'm fat. Mm-hmm. She used to bring me home, home shrimp every day. Uh, my mama, uh, when she had me, she went to culinary school. I used to go to college with her and and watch her do her thing in, in, at the school and cook and everything. And she got it. And 
uh, had some restaurant jobs and was a cook in some restaurants. So, like I said, my uncle, same thing, restaurant job, the culinary school. I just, as in my blood, I just haven't tapped into it. I probably won't. <laughs> but like I said, I just grew up around a lot of chefs and and um, like I said, and they they worked hard and I could tell when they come home and. You know what I'm saying? They they, they got to deal with people in the kitchen and deal with the I guess the head chefs and everybody. It's stressful. It's kind of the same as every job, but you're just on your feet 24 seven and and yeah. dealing with Russian and and I, I never realized the time my my, my, my mama it's 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 really really fast paced in the kitchen. And it's exhausting. That's it's, the crazy part. Like I don't think people understand how time continues. It's really fast. How much time you don't have? Let me tell you something. I know y'all are y'all are men and y'all probably. Haven't seen the Devil Wears Prada. If y'all, y'all ain't gonna get this point. The girl was dating this dude that was a chef, and he was complaining about how much time she had because she was busy, and it upset me because as a chef, what time? Yeah, I don't have time for anything. To complain about nobody else's time. Yeah, so, and I said, my mom come home. My mom come home, especially when when somebody ain't show up that day. Oh lord. <laughs> that make that, that make your job even harder. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that make your job a little bit harder. Everybody else got to go a little bit harder to pick up their slack. As a woman, you've been doing that all day, and you still got to come home and feed your man and then mm-hmm. and your kids. And, yeah, like, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I grew up a family of chefs, so I know fast paces. You know what I'm saying? It's no, no nonsense time when I mean, you're in the kitchen. You, you did say something about, um, I guess, kind of like the breakdown of demographics in the kitchen. Um, and I guess because, I mean, the demographic I'm used to is mainly black. That's why I'm around 99.6% of the time. But shit, we talk about commercial cooking. Are black chefs, black women chefs in particular, are you guys hired at a at a better, at a, I'm not gonna say better, or at at a rate on the same playing field as your male counterparts. Um, I would say no. I would say that I've had some interesting encounters meeting a woman in the kitchen. Um, I, I would. I worked at a place with a Hispanic guy. I remember, you know, doing service, everybody crazy, everybody yelling, stuff be crazy, whatever. I don't remember what he was doing. I just remember he grabbed my arm. And I remember I was like, oh, sorry, let me tell you what we're not going to do. Like, I'm not your woman. I'm not your child. (laughs) Release me. And I just feel like if I was a man, you wouldn't have done that. Or I've been... Man, that's crazy. You know, a lot of or, niggas that touch women like that won't do that to rip. But you know, let's go. You can just go ahead. And, yeah, my bad. But, but I think that I think, but I think that that's crazy. I was in the kitchen. This happened this year. I was in the kitchen. There was a guy that had that, that didn't even work at the place. Was in the kitchen. If I'm the person that's been in charge or told this is what I'm supposed to do, I'm like, you can't be in here. I'm gonna get somebody to tell him to come out. He going out the door, but he buck at me on his way out the door. <laughs> I'm like, wow. oh, does this nigga want to fight? This nigga want to fight me. Okay. So I go, <laughs> the, the dude, like, and it like, what upset me about the situation was this. You, you already infuriated that you feel like somebody tried you. But then as a woman, you have to weigh your options, right? 
okay. So you go tell the person that's in charge. You go to who's a man. And his question to me is, well, did you feel threatened? <laughs> wow. This is our day. This is our weekly reminder that men are trash. Facts. So I'm like, what do you we, mean? We're going to play a special effect behind that. Like, <laughs> so then it turns into this whole thing where the, the other head chef, he comes in and he ends up sticking up for me, like, causes a complete scene about it, rightfully so. But, like, when we came, when they, they like, you know, you got to come back so they can apologize to you or whatever. And he's like, come in to touch me on my shoulder. I'm like, you ain't got to touch me to talk to me. I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand why men do things to women that they would not do to other men. And if I can't hit you, don't do nothing to me. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? And I think that in those situations, like I explained to them when he walked off, the fact that it took all of this for any of you to say anything because I'm not a woman in your life. Like, treat it like if I was your woman, your daughter, your wife, your whatever. Be as upset it would be then. Because if I have to call somebody up here for it to be that, then it's going to be a problem for me. Exactly. Then they're going to say you overreacting. Or they're going to say you're an angry black woman. Angry black woman, yep. See that? I I think that I, I hate niggas, bro. It's like a violin story, damn near. But it's a it's a thing of when it comes down to being a woman in the industry, a woman just in general. The amount of times you have to turn your cheek to some bullshit is bullshit. The amount of times that you have to take something in stride or just do it gracefully to continue to be able to maneuver, to work, yeah. and to do whatever how you want to. It, it sucks because you don't ever really get to tell your side of the story. But nobody even cares anymore. After it's done, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. So I, just, I think that I think that that's complete trash. But other than that, yeah, you it's, know, all it, you can do is do the work. It shouldn't be that way. I know they, they talk talking about the they talk about the 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 wage gap a lot, but that that has to be fixed. And also sexual harassment in the workplace, especially with men and women, men and men in power that they try to abuse their power. And and, and and no one can get away with shit and doing it and nobody holding them accountable, but but rather fire the person who's the victim or discipline the person who's the victim. You know what I'm saying? So the man in power can stay where he's at or, or not doing anything about it. That, that has to change, man. And it, it fucking because sucks. It's about man. People just the thing about it is people. I hate to be that person, but I'm I'm like almost a little. I'm a skeptic. I just feel like <laughs> people gonna do what they gonna do. You know what I'm saying? And I've learned that you got to believe people with who they show you they are the first time in, yeah. in any situation. And even if you don't know maybe what the next thing is going to come from, you got to move when you need to move. But I understand that's easier said than done. And it's taken a lot to even say that. But in those situations, you it's like one of those you got to put up and shut up. That's that, that's the power. That's the power struggle. Yeah, that's the power struggle. Like I said, you they they prey on the lesser because, like I said, you 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 might be getting ready watch your bills or how you gonna do this, and they do something to you, and they might not, they might you know what I'm saying, not get away with it. It might not happen, but you know what I'm saying. They know if if you tell or whatever, you you might you might get fired, or you might get let go. So you know what I'm saying. So you rather hope not, no hope not happen again to keep paying your bills or keep doing what you gotta do and be uncomfortable rather than. Go and tell this no. person that's in power. What you do is, see, that's one way to think about it, but the productive way to think about it is this. What do I have to do to get from underneath this to be productive on my own? And you got to solve for that. Because yeah, that's, that's, that's what you control. I can yeah. control that. I can't control what nobody else is going to do. I can control how I'm going to fix the problem that I have. Facts. 
Shit, and that's all we can do. Just try to get to a point where we can stand on our own too. You know what I'm saying? And not have to deal with that type of shit. But in the meantime, ladies, shoot these niggas. <laughs> Before they shoot you, because they shooting. Apparently. <laughs> this, this shit this shit crazy, man. And these, and, and these niggas hoes behind us and making excuses for this shit. That's, that, that's the part that's fucking me up. You know, I just don't understand how people don't keep their hands to themselves. Like, in all regards. Just, just don't do that. Whatever it is. You couldn't have just took a minute and been like, you know what? I need a minute. True. Communication is key. People got to use all their words. I feel like if I got, I feel like if you get to a point where I, I got to shoot a woman, <laughs> I ain't supposed to be at that. I, I, I ain't supposed to be at that place. Yeah, yeah. I ain't, it, I, it should never get to that point where I got, like I got to shoot a woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to put my guy shoot anybody, but at the same time, it's just like, nah, if I feel like I got to put my hands on you, I'm going to remove myself before you even get that far. But my question is, what would a woman have to do for you to shoot her? Nothing. What is that? that that's that's what not, she's going to have to shoot me first. Shoot, yeah, shoot me. You got to break in my house. You got to do something to my kids yeah, or something. You got to do something. <laughs> she got a woman got to up the chop on me first for me to shoot her. Like she got to draw that on me. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like, bro, I'm not gonna just shoot no woman. Other than that, I, I can't. I can't see the reason why. <laughs> I can't. I can't fathom it. I cannot fathom pulling a pistol out and, and opening fire at a woman. I just can't. How you mad at the cop shooting on 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 black men? You shooting on 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 woman? That shit that shit that shit that shit, that shit is a puzzle. Man, men is trash, dog. Ooh, men is trash. Black gotta, men are trash. You gotta go to jail, like, you, gotta, you you have to go to jail. Like I just. It's a lot of stuff. I just be like, what is happening? And then the men, the men saying, well, the men, the men saying, well, what she did, some of the people that saying, well, let's, let's, let's wait, let's, let's wait for the facts. No, nigga. Is this nigga in the hospital with a gunshot wound? Oh. That's like being like, you was wrong. I was wrong, but listen. No, you was wrong. You was wrong. Ain't no but. I mean, now look, now look, if she would, if she would have popped you in your nose and made your mouth, and, you know what I'm saying? Take, take the lick, take the lick. Then after that, you can say, all right, man, she hit me. You know what I'm saying? So, so I just left. But but after you you react and no, shoot. Let me tell you something, though. Men is different. It depends on where niggas is from. Niggas is different. Niggas is different depending on where they from. Our niggas is not built the same. But it's some bitches from everywhere. That's fact. It's some bitch niggas from everywhere. Look, that is also factual. That is also factual, <laughs> but I just feel like sometimes you should you should have seen that. <laughs> yeah, you got a man look through. Ain't no way, man. Ain't, ain't no way you gonna draw on a woman, man. Tori Lane shot that woman in her foot twice. My nigga, put me out the car first. Tell me, put me out and leave me wherever I'm at before you do that. I respect her for keeping the gangster in the freestyle too. And then I seen men upset that she was talking about getting shot in her freestyle. I need men just need to leave women business alone for real. Like if you're not congratulating or showing love or showing praise, just leave it alone, brother. 
you know, that, that is, this is the progress we try this, to make. This, this is this is what I've observed during this thing. It went from it's all good as long as she throwing ass, right? Then something happens, and then it's oh, she all of these things. What happened to when she was throwing ass, fam? She was all it was all good. Uh, ass it went from she throwing ass, she throwing ass to damn. That's all she do is throw ass because she rap. <laughs> so, did she wrap her ass off? Now they like, well, the open do so good. Now she got shot. They like, well, what she did? It's all, it's, it's all, it's, it, man, it's just like I said, it's, it's all the revolved cycle of black women not being appreciated like how they should be, not being held up to that standard that they that are and they should, and they're they're pretty much on the front lines for everything in this culture and what we do. But but me, but black men, but black men has to has to start holding themselves accountable. And it's the black they man. I, I really think it's right. because they feel inadequate. It's these they niggas feel inadequate. Right. Yeah, that's they it. Gotta, they gotta figure. That's it. That's it. They just they gotta grow up first. Get off the yeah. apps so much. They Get they, off the apps. they crying about women not being submissive, nigga. You ain't leading. You out here shooting women. You know what I'm saying? Every, every time she sees you, you on the app. Listen, I don't understand. Where are we going? Where is she trying to take me? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, trying to lead it, you ain't going no fucking well. Follow you, trying where? to get a yoko. <laughs> <laughs> it's for a ride. Tell me something. You're gonna be submissive. <laughs> Talk about follow me. They gotta ask you where, but where we going? <laughs> <laughs> get the GPS on. Where, where we going? <laughs> Fucking stupid shit, man. Like yeah. I, 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 I think it is, I think they seeing black women taking the lead a lot of shit, and they feel like. You know what I'm saying? They want to be the man of the house, but you ain't got no fucking house yeah. to be the man of. They feel they, they, they somebody got to do it. My thing is, ain't, ain't nobody else going to do it. Ain't nobody else going to figure it out. Every time, I'm going to tell you something. And this this my feelings to say this because this is true. It has been an eight time out of ten situation when I've done business with a black man, I've gotten screwed over. And it has been I to feel the point you, to where I've been lied to to my face like, but my nigga, you just said, like, we, like, and, and it's, it's baffling to me, but it's nothing to watch them same niggas go be buddy with other niggas. Niggas do yeah. shit for other niggas. Niggas, niggas that hold their niggas down more than they hold their, their, their woman down. That shit trash. But, but no, it's not about me being that woman. It's holding me to the same accountable that you hold your partner to if I'm your partner. You know what Facts. I'm saying? When it come down to doing business, do business with me. Facts. And I think that a lot of things get lost in a whole bunch of situations where, like, just be be upfront about all your stuff. And I think that, as a woman, like I said, I think that it's just, I feel like it's just women that get treated like that. But as a woman, I might be biased, so whatever. <laughs> I understand. I definitely understand, man, because like now, I we, said... We are all in agreement. Man, we see <laughs> we see the shit every day, even like I, like I said, I had to get off Twitter for a while because it, it's just stupid. I see it on Instagram, like all in the comments, uh, even when... Even when she didn't come up about being like she got she, she got shot, but she didn't say who did it. She was kind of being quiet, niggas. She lying, she lying. She's at the club, she dancing, she this, she that. Nigga, what the hell? Is that? You know what I'm saying? They won't, they won't, they won't her to explain to them to in detail what happened, so she won't. You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't nobody business. Like she had, she had to show them, and they still saying, oh well, it ain't, it ain't that bad. Like shit, nuts out here. These niggas like, sad. We see it every day. These niggas it, it, sad. It, 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 it's all. It's fucking trash. I don't wish that on nobody. I'm sad that she felt like she had to, she had to explain yeah. herself that thorough to people that didn't deserve to be in her business. That's what upsets me about the situation. Exactly. I, that that type of thing is that shit sad. Like 
people deserve a solid corner, especially when you maneuvering in the business where people just around you to be around you. And in today's world, that's you know that's why you feel like a lot of people are just around. So I couldn't imagine being her. But in that situation, listen, listen. Everybody said it all over again. We vet. Oh yeah, we nobody safe. Man, man, ain't nobody safe. We changing the rules up. Somebody didn't do it. Right. We ain't even heard from this nigga yet. No accountability. Guilty. Hey, look. I hope no. I hope no one takes shit. I hope you go to fucking jail. That's my thing, man. Go to jail. What are you gonna say? I shot him. Go to go to jail, man. Ain't no, ain't no reason. I like I said, I, I can't find no reason why I would just shoot a woman. I can't even see you pulling my gun out. <laughs> like, what was that? Like, what the fuck? Then you're gonna legal. You ain't even fucking citizen. The guy who was talking about the illegal immigrants. That that nigga. Fact. That's, that's, what, that's what Trump was talking about. You gonna build a wall of Canada? Yeah, get the Canadians out of here, man. Fuck, get drink too. Fuck. Shit, next, because man. Because you gotta stop the car to get your gun to shoot me. So when you stop the car, why couldn't you just get out the car? Like, did this nigga not think like, damn, I'm really? Come on, I ain't never thought about it this hard, but now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, he could just left where she was and let her walk home. <laughs> it would have been a whole different situation. Let, let her go about her business. Listen, put me out. <laughs> you got to get out of bed. <laughs> I can call an Uber. In 2020, when you could call an Uber and it'll come to you, oh, baby. No, no, no. Put me out the car. Your mic low ride. My bad. My bad. Yeah, man. Like I said, I've been, I've been holding off conversation on it, but niggas was out of line, man. Niggas just been wilding, man. Just excuses after excuses. And, and it's always jokes when there's a black woman to me. That's what it seemed like. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I understand the internet going to joke. They don't take shit serious, but it's always a, especially the the, the, the famous black men, it's always a joke when there's a, when there's a black woman. That's the, that's the most disheartening part about it. Like, the black men that could really take a stand and stand up or something. Them niggas out here with jokes and shit. Then if a black man say something, now he, now he clout chasing. Shit's stupid, man. Listen, no, I, I, I never, I ain't gonna, I don't understand it. I ain't even got nothing for it. I don't even have really for it. If niggas just stay out of women's business, it would be, that would solve a lot of these issues. No, niggas want to be bad bitches. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out, DJ. That's the problem. That's facts, man. It, it's nuts out here, man. Niggas don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's a lot of niggas didn't want to be seen. Niggas want to be seen, and I'm, I ain't see them. Niggas just want to be seen, and I'm really like a woman, basically, like a woman. Bad bitches. Niggas like want to be seen. Bad bitches. Damn. Yeah, you like my outfit, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, when niggas be in the club being being groupies to them men more than the women be. Oh yeah, niggas run up and dap a nigga up quick. Hey, what's up, big bro? Trying to get in the section. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Not only they will move whatever woman is just trying to get to the nigga. 
I'm glad I'll go out. I see that shit bother you, pissy weak. Man, what the fuck is you doing, man? Trying to get in this man bus. Talk to backstage pageant. What you doing, man? It's a fucking rapper. Niggas say he try to get to the to the hotel room with these niggas. Wow. Niggas is nuts out here, man. Relax. You <laughs> gotta relax, man. Just chill out, man. It's not that serious, man. So let me ask you this thing as me. How do you um either A make friends or like differentiate those type of niggas from the niggas that you surround yourself with? Like how do you vet niggas in your let me see, look, man, look, man, look, look, man. I- <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I met Ryan right about three, four years ago. I thought I was done making friends. You feel what I'm saying? As a, first as a grown man, you're like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to make friends as a grown man. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Being on Twitter and social media, you know what I'm saying? I live at that thing similar. Me and Ryan ain't that similar, but we, we disagree and agree on a lot of shit. It's just that keeping it real with somebody. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, after about a couple months, we talking and we texted and we in a group. We said, like, how the fuck are we all grown men making friends with each other? Like, this is not normal. Like, New friends at 30, you know what I'm saying? 29, 25, you know what I'm saying? Like, 30, so like new crazy. friends, like going on trips and, 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 and shit like that, like shit nuts. Like, I'm like, ah, this is kind of weird. But well, why is that abnormal? Because before, so, weird. before social media, it, it shouldn't be abnormal, but, before, but it should be because... Y'all really lack social skills and that's true. True, that is true. Y'all not weird, that's a social skill. But then, like let's say, <laughs> I say, I, I read a quote that'd be like, we like say, it's like black men in public. We was raised to we do the head nod, but we don't acknowledge each other like, like we should. We should speak. What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what's up? What's up? We what should speak doing? to yeah, other black men in public more instead of mugging and fuck looking crazy for shit like that. That start shit for no reason. We should smile at each other and dab each other off. And how you doing? I'm not well, I can't dab now because COVID, but <laughs> but speak more and, and and you know what I'm saying like acknowledge each other instead of just the head nod. Like how you doing today, my brother? Shit like that, cause we we awkward and that's how we was brought up to be cold, hot, cold. Not not get them somebody the cold shoulder. You don't know when you're not you familiar be, with. Stand off. Yeah, so you like I said, when, I, when I'm a grown man making new friends, it's like, all right, what the fuck going on? But well, at the same time, it's, it's been it's been fruitful relationships, business. You know what I'm saying? Advice oh. and you know what I'm saying and, and just all kind of stuff that we learn from each other and grow with each other. For the last what three to four years, so like I said, it's been a blessing, but it's also weird. <laughs> <laughs> How you feel about that, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that's true. Shit, I was a um, I was a nigga. I used to go everywhere by myself just because I knew how I rocked, and I wouldn't go defer from how I rocked. And that's hard to find when you around a group of. Niggas like still, everybody's not going to be the same, and you can still be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, you can still be yourself. So, shit, it's, it's like my little brother now. This shit crazy. Um, <laughs> shit, like you know, we all we all from the same city. Um, so, it make it easy. That's facts. Like I said, I think women are more friendly. But at the same time, I see a lot of women that that be hard hard up on women and, and, and with friends and stuff, but I feel like they more open to having that friendship, even if it maybe not be genuine. I see that a lot. Because <laughs> a lot of women fall out a lot, and, and men do it too, but I think, like, with me, if, if I fell out with somebody or whatever, I'm not going to go on social media and bash you or, or air out your dirty laundry. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to tell what you told me to nobody, even if you fall out and never talk again or something bad happened or whatever. 
that's how I just feel about any friendship I ever had. Like, my, I have the same three best friends since fucking eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I got riding my dog. They're like my brothers now. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, any, any one of them niggas, you, you know what I'm saying? You can't talk bad to them, bad, bad about them to me. No matter how I met you. If, if we solid, you know what I'm saying? You my dog. Yeah, that's real shit. So, but yeah, I ain't really too much looking for no new friends, though. Just keep it all being. Nigga said you done. I think I gotta reach my limit on these. He's ahead of the quota. Sometimes you gotta do that. Sometimes you gotta go through and restructure and be like, we cool, but friends is a Yeah, it's all about energies. It's all about energies, man. Like, if niggas ain't on no shit trying to pro- progress, I ain't trying to be around you, regardless how long we've been friends. Like, we could be we could be cordial. I've known you for years. If you ain't on no new shit or trying to get some new money, nigga cannot rock. But you know what it is? You know what it is, though? Honestly, it was it was the the reach that you have to people. You can talk to people every day that you don't talk to every day. You know what I'm saying? Because you're commenting on things or sending emojis or something, so you're in communication with them. So they it's easy to mistake or to misappropriate the type of relationship that you may have with someone based off things like that. I don't think that I think that social media kind of blurred those lines with how cool you are with people because you could talk to people every day that you've never seen or met. But that ain't your best friend, the person exactly. that you're cool with. Y'all just, you know, take right. quips throughout the day. It's also why I don't believe in small talk, because all people get to know you for all reasons, and that should be weird. But that's like the same thing, you know what I'm saying? So I think that social media kind of closed that gap and, and kind of changed the way that people structured their their relationships, friendships, and acquaintances and stuff in their life. Me, yeah. personally. I respect that. I mean, it has its pros and cons, depending on what the. I mean, it, it, yeah. I'm not saying anything bad about it, but I'm saying like you know how you be like, they somebody be like, oh, that's my homegirl. You be like somebody that you tweet every day that you never talk to. That's not your homegirl. That is. Yeah, that's a follower. Yeah. I mean, but that's not your homegirl. Like you don't know them. It's your e pal. It's your e pal. It's your e pal. Right. So, but you know. I don't know, man. People just get it how you get it how you live. Uh, it worked out for us, you know. Been a few bumps along the way. A couple of niggas got through off the bus, but hey, you can say off the bus. <laughs> yeah. uh, it be like that, man. Like I said, it like I said, it's, it's, like you just niggas going different paths, man. Or niggas do some fuck shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a rap. You know what I'm saying? So you can't grow with everybody. It's okay. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's big facts. That's big facts. So, but shit, we we appreciate this episode because it has allowed my food palate to grow a little bit. Um, and I'm definitely I'm gonna book you for something. I just gotta come cook for it. I don't, I'm gonna book you for something. This shit looks hey, amazing. I don't get this shit. Not- actually, we ain't got a book shit. We secure some shit. You know, fuck a book. Let's make some money. We could. We could. Yeah, we talk about that off wax, you dig? Yeah. Now I'm gonna go learn what type of pasta I like, so I won't get fussed. So I won't get. So I won't get fussed at next time. Small. I need you to explain it to me with detail. The little, the, the little noodles. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need you to. I need you to use. I need it to be like a paragraph. Post it. Little noodles. Little noodles. Big noodles. 
little noodles. Little noodles, big noodles. That's real <laughs> shit. Yeah, we really appreciate you, man. Like I say, uh, well, thank y'all. It's been real fun, you know. You know, a little bit of ignorant with a little bit of education never hurt anyone. Never, ever. So, but yeah, whenever you open your restaurant up, um, all yeah, 15 across, across, the, across, across the world. Me. Yeah, we're gonna have to get you back in here. Shit, we all want to come to Peaches. You think? That should be the name of it. I like that. When can we expect the uh, when the cookbook coming out? Because I'm sure gonna buy one. So, listen. I've been fighting with this cookbook, right? But if I say it, if I, I'm not going to put a date on it for this year. It'll be out before 2021 is what I'm going to say. Oh, for sure. I mean, shit, 2020 is hell already, so. You know what I'm saying? One thing about this year <laughs> that I kept hearing that I've adopted into my life is be nice to yourself. I'm going to be nice to yes. myself about this. That's real shit. Real <laughs> shit. Look, we, we look forward to it coming out. When it does come out, we'll certainly... Uh, push it forward through our network and say get as many people involved with it as we can. That's what's up. That's real. The support right there. Hey, real ones do what real ones do for real ones. And you are a real one. So we appreciate you for coming kicking with the brothers. Um, Cole, you got anything you want to finish with? I like grits. <laughs> I hate grits. <laughs> Are you like butter on your grits? Oh, no, nah, no. Ain't no sugar grits around here. Ain't no sugar grits. We butter and salt. We butter and salt type niggas. You know what? <laughs> Just for you being a butter and salt type nigga, I'm going to let the pasta thing go. Ah, you a real one. <laughs> Just for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Is it? Well, shit, on behalf of the Bitter Brothers, shit, we out. Yep. <laughs>